U.S. regulators go after the big U.S. cryptocurrency exchanges these days, but Bitcoin is tempering the shock quite well this time. Elsewhere, the easing eurozone inflation expectations barely softens the European Central Bank's policy stance. And in Turkey, the Turkish is actually coughing back to life, showing some signs of movement, though, into a dark tunnel of challenges. So welcome. This is Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. So U.S. regulators are going after the biggest cryptocurrency exchanges in the U.S. these days. The SEC actually sued Coinbase just one day after it sued Binance for allegedly breaking U.S. security rules. They actually put out a 101-page complaint regarding how Coinbase actually allowed its clients, its users to trade tokens which were in reality unregistered securities in the US. So Coinbase shares died 12% at yesterday's trading session and are down by almost 30% since the start of this week, whereas Binance Coin lost up to 10%. But, but, but Bitcoin has fully or almost fully recovered the Binance shock and barely, barely reacted to the Coinbase news yesterday. And as I was saying at yesterday's episode, while well, cryptocurrency valuations have been improved aggressively resilient to shocks that we saw in the cryptocurrency exchanges and other cryptocurrency institutions. And there is actually no reason for it to be different this time around because the existential threat of the cryptocurrency exchanges or other institutions is not an existential threat for cryptocurrency. So once the users, the traders understand this reality, there is little left to worry about for all those who actually don't have their cryptocurrencies, obviously trapped in a troubled exchange or a troubled institution. But what I was also saying at yesterday's episode was, remember that globally sticky inflation and the rising yields are actually a stronger headache for cryptocurrency valuations than, you know, Coinbase's problems with the SEC. Now that we are no longer talking about the bank crisis in the US and the debt ceiling saga in the US, well, the Federal Reserve will unlikely announce a post at next week's monetary policy meeting because the Federal Reserve is broadly expected to keep the interest rates steady and unchanged next week, but also keep the possibility of further interest rate hikes in the US well alive for the July meeting. And even the threat of another interest rate hike well, sometime down the road in July or every time, well, should be enough to keep the pressure in the US yields to the upside in the sense the US two-year yield is now steady around the four and a half percent mark these days. The still high inflation keeps the Federal Reserve hawks alert while soft PMI figures from the US hint that the interest rate hikes and tightening credit conditions in the US as a result of banks has actually start showing signs of some economic softness. And well, speaking of inflation, the results of policy tightening are actually better seen and better felt in Europe, in the Eurozone apparently, because consumer expectations for the euro area actually fell significantly in April, a week after the euro area. Inflation actually revealed a much faster than expected fall in both the headline and core inflation numbers. So according to the latest European Central Bank survey, the inflation expectations for the next 
next 12 months in the euro area is down from 5% to 4.1%. And expectation for the next three years for inflation is down from 2.9% to 2.5%. That's a stone's throw distance from the European Central Bank's 2% policy target for inflation. So the German two-year yield slid more than 1% at yesterday's trading session on softening inflation expectations and the spread between the 10-year German and Italian bond yields fell to the lowest levels since April on improved sentiment in the euro area following good news from the inflation front. Now the question is obviously whether the European Central Bank will soften its hand and adopt a Federal Reserve-like policy guidance where the interest rate hikes could actually pose after next week's almost certain 25 basis point hike uh, but continue later on or will the eurozone's policymakers actually just keep sounding and keep acting as hawkish as possible to go to the end of their inflation battle so that there is no road accident between now and the success which is a two percent inflation in europe so we shall see that but the ecb chief Kristen. Lagarde insisted in her latest speech, remember, that she sees no clear evidence that inflation has peaked in the euro area just yet. And for now, well, investors are actually ready for two more 25 base point hikes from the European Central Bank into the end of this summer. So what does all this mean for the euro. Well, because another Federal Reserve rate hike in July and two other European Central Bank interest rate hikes in the coming European Central Bank meetings are broadly priced in the market prices right now, the softer inflation data or softer inflation expectations from the eurozone come to support the European Central Bank those and apply additional pressure on the euro dollar to the downside. But because the US dollar also stagnates near its three-month high levels right now and because the US dollar's rally is also given some signs of exhaustion while well, the euro dollar could actually hold ground and not just crumble below the 107 psychological mark. And more of these central bank talk, the Bank of Canada is expected to keep the interest rate steady at 4.5% level when it meets today, while the Reserve Bank of Australia just surprised investors yesterday with a 25 base point hike, remember, pointing at sticky inflation in Australia. But, but the softer than expected Australian GDP data out this morning and the shrinking Chinese exports data actually came to halt gains in the Aussie dollar into the 200-day moving average area. Now, zooming out, the World Bank revised down its 2024 world GDP forecast from 2.7% to 2.4%, pointing at further interest rate hikes and more bank turmoil that will hit the global growth. But the KBW Bank Index is, however, recovering quite well these days, despite the latest hawkish shift in the Federal Reserve expectations. Now, that does obviously not mean that we won't see more trouble in the U.S banking sector as a result of further interest rate hikes from the FOMC in the coming well, weeks or months. But sentiment in banks is sometimes very, very sensitive to their stock prices we saw in the month of March. So having a steady recovery in bank stock prices is actually a green light for the Federal Reserve's July rate hike plans for now. And that should actually keep the US dollar resistant to a further sell-off at the actual levels. Now, there is one currency out there, which 
appears to be no longer so resistant to a heavy sell-off and it is well the Turkish lira because the Turkish lira is back to running from record low to record low since a couple of sessions right now the dollar try is up by almost 15% since mid-May and more importantly it looks like the central bank's efforts to fight a stronger dollar in Turkey is either fading after President Erdogan won a victory in the latest presidential elections or or it is becoming more difficult and increasingly more expensive for the central bank of Turkey to keep the lira steady against the US dollar. But in all cases, we actually see some movement in the lira trading that we haven't seen for such a long time. Because keep in mind that the Turkish lira has not been trading freely since the end of 2021. So what do you do? Do you get back to selling the Turkish liras against the US dollars? Well, in theory, you could. But the lira is still a black box and no one really knows what the government is really, really up to. But we know that there is right now some effort and some increased effort after the presidential elections to shift Turkey's beyond absurd monetary policy towards a more orthodox place, a more understandable place, which requires higher interest rates, of course. And as a result, well, Turkey uh, lately appointed Mehmet Şimşek as its new finance minister. So Mehmet Şimşek is well known and well appreciated by the markets and he is now well, supposed to clean up the mess of the past year and a half if I'm uh, being polite and eventually eventually restore investor confidence back in Turkey. But we all know that it won't be a piece of cake, of course, because Turkey actually didn't lack uh, talented finance ministers or good and smart central bankers over the past year and a half. And so, but each time someone actually tried to do his or her job correctly, which in Turkey actually means raising the interest rates to, you know, adopt them to the fundamentals, well, he or she got rapidly sacked. So what investors want to see right now in Turkey is not really how talented Mehmet Şimşek is in finance, but how resistant he will be to the presidential pressure of extremely low interest rates. Because we keep in mind that to the latest news, well, Mr. President Erdogan still hates high interest rates because he thinks that they actually cause high inflation. So this is all for today. I'm İpek Özkardeş Gayan. Thank you for joining me and thank you for all your interesting feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading